Welcome to Being Curious podcast. This is your host Rohit Gautam bringing you all the talk regarding professional coaching. I'm an agile coach and exec team and leadership coach working in London. Hello, happy new year everyone. This is Rohit again. Today I have a very special guest who was my trainer as well last year. I did a clean for teams session with Sarah and uh, and Jack last year. So I want to welcome Sarah Scarrett. She's a certified master practitioner and trainer in NLP and a certified facilitator in clean language. She at the moment she's working in France and she works in both languages French and English. She is level 5 ILM which is Institute of Leadership and Management coaching and mentoring and certified in clean interviewing. She is actually the first certified systemic modeling facilitator in France. So welcome Sarah, thanks for joining this episode. That's a pleasure. It's good to be here. Uh listeners, we will be talking about clean language. I don't know how many of you are aware of clean language. I have a question for our listeners, especially based in India. So what is clean language especially? So clean language is basically a way of separating out your stuff and somebody else's stuff. and it came from a guy called David Grove who was a psychotherapist in New Zealand during the 80s and he was noticing how often therapists changed slightly the words of their clients so they they might say that they were depressed and the client and the therapist would say oh so you don't feel so good and they didn't say that they didn't feel so good they say depressed and so David Grove um really found a way of honoring the client's words by asking questions that are stripped down as much as possible to separate anything that you might be thinking your perceptions your judgments and really using the client's words oh thank you so how we can use it in like a professional coaching i think where where we say like you said is more of using client's language i think that's what in professional coaching when they say or oh, use what client is saying so paraphrase what client is saying so how does it help in the conversations So for me it really helps in that it keeps my stuff somewhere else and it really helps me to um not offer advice and not get involved in what's going on for the client. So maybe the easiest way to to um demonstrate it would be to do to, to do a little example. So is that okay with you Roit if we just do a quick example? Yeah, sure. Sure. So if Brilliant. you think yeah. of think of a quality that you've got something that you're you're good at doing or something something that you're you're proud of in yourself. Yeah, so I'm uh don't know if you remember I I I was telling in our cohort that I'm a photographer so I love taking photographs. Mm. And what is it about taking photographs that you love? It's about capturing the moments. Mm. And capturing the moments. Anything else about that moment? that moment is about how people are reacting to a situation like laughing or crying or whatever is happening to the environment to see what is is about that moment mm. and when you're capturing the moment what happens just before just before the moment for me as a photographer is the anticipation that mm. something is going to happen 
So I am prepared for that moment to happen. And you're prepared for that moment to happen and there's anticipation. What kind of anticipation? It's about that the kind of anticipation anticipation there is. You got me thinking now mm-hmm. <laughs> what kind of anticipation, right? It's more of a... You know, Andalina Rush, that, oh, something's going to happen. I need to be ready. So I feel, uh, yeah, so it's kind of like a Andalina Rush, right? So there's a rush in my, there's, there's, the blood is, you know, running fast in my body to say, oh, yeah, right, stay there, stay there. Something's going to happen. So I feel yeah. that, you know, yeah. that, that feeling of uh, that, um, how do I put it? Like that, the rush in my blood, basically. And when there's that feeling, yeah. whereabouts is that feeling? It's within me, mm. yeah. So is it okay if we just pause it there? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah? Thank you. So clean language questions, you, you said it yourself, really got you thinking. Mm. Yeah, it did, it did actually. I was I was actually was proper thinking on that. What, what happens before that, that moment, right? Mm. Yeah. So by using clean language questions, I get you to find out more information about your stuff. And I don't need to understand. I mean, I'm really curious. So for me, there's there's two elements to the clean language. There's the questions, and you can find them on the internet. You know, they're, they're available. Anybody can find them. But there's also the posture, and it's about being really curious and and you know quite excited. I'm I'm excited to discover with you what it's like for you when you're capturing that moment. So I mean, coming on to the same field with professional coaching. Like we, we were training to saying, okay, we need to create trust within the conversation. Mm. You know, how does clean language can create trust within professional coaching setup? So again, um, coming back to David Grove, it's really about giving the, the client um, the, the wheel. So you'd start off the session by saying, where would you like to be? Which is a really, really slight shift most coaches will say take a seat but there's a supposition there that the person wants to sit down whereas if you Mm. say where would you like to be then the person can decide if they want to stand if they want to sit if they want to lie down they they're in charge and then some some coaches can say and where would you like me to be which is again you know letting the client really take control of the session um obviously when you're working in zoom it's a little bit tricky but you you know you can do the same kind of thing um you know am i the right distance from you on the screen and that kind of thing and then we always start the sessions by saying what would you like to have happen so you're really giving the client um the the responsibility um and yeah the the reins or the 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 wheel they they get to, to decide yeah that that's that was again i was thinking that called me thinking again how i can use these these questions these these you know in my coaching conversations i, I love when you said like uh, where do you want to be mm. right? so we're putting everything on on their code on their thinking or where they want to be and it can bring the trust element into that so yeah the coach is respecting where i want to be and really wanted me to be where i want to be rather than putting his or her thought into say okay you sit here you go sit here obviously there's challenges when we over zoom but still like you said we can still use 
those questions over Zoom as well. How you want to look like? Do you have everything, you know, to start with? Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. So my next question is actually when I when I was I was learning about clean for teams with you and Jack was about metaphors. You know, why metaphors are very powerful during coaching conversations and how clean language questions help exploring the topic using metaphors. Yeah, so again, coming back to uh, the work of David Grove, he discovered that when people use metaphors to describe a situation, it enables them to uh, work with the situation without having to relive the exact details of what went happened. So the word metaphor comes from the Greek amphora, which is a receptacle or a, a vase for transporting information. So if I say to you, um, I'm stuck, you understand the word stuck because it fits with you know, your vocabulary, yeah. your language, but you don't know what my kind of stuck is. But if you were to say to me, and you're stuck like what? And I say, I'm stuck like a tiger in a cage. That's very different mm. to being very stuck different. like mm. a tractor in a muddy <laughs> field. And the way Indeed. that I'm going to deal with my stuck when it's a tractor, when it's a tiger in a cage, is very different to how you deal with the tractor stuck in the mud. So with the tractor Indeed. stuck in the mud, you might push it or pull it with a rope or put straw around the wheels. But with the tiger, you're not going to go and poke the tiger or pull it. You're going to do something else. So metaphors are very um, personal. And they, for me, like they use your imagination. So when you're stuck and you don't know what to do with your work situation, when you transform it into a metaphor, then you can start getting creative. What would I do if I was stuck like a tiger in a cage? What, how, how would that be like? So some people do tend to think that you have to get a metaphor. And I think it's quite important to say that you don't do that. When you're a clean language coach, you might invite somebody, you'd say, um, and when you're stuck, that's stuck like what? which is an invitation to come up with a metaphor. But if you don't get one, you work with what you're given. Hmm. Yeah, so it's not about like uh, what, I, what I heard from you just said was don't go overboard on that, but they are quite powerful things in how they can help coachy think beyond the words or what they're saying. So like like you said, what? It's quite a powerful question, right? What yeah. is kind of what? Okay, I'm now stuck. Because then coach is not judging anything coach's version of that metaphor uh, isn't it yeah what we often say is you accept what is hmm. and extend it so oh, somebody says okay. they're stuck you're stuck like what i'm stuck like a hmm. tiger in a cage is there anything else about that tiger is there anything else about that cage what's the relationship between the tiger and the cage and is there anything else about all of that and when you're stuck like a tiger in a cage, what would you like to have happen? Wonderful. Hmm. I, I'm, you know, I'm thinking now, it's quite a wonderful exploration with Kochi when we, and I'm, I'm definitely going to use it in my next coaching conversation. Uh, you know, it brought me back into what we discussed with Clean for Teams as well. I think maybe my next question, probably we can ask that. Obviously, that's we, what we talked is more about individuals. 
right? So a little bit information if you can provide to our listener on how Clean can help the teams as well, you know, as a facilitator, how I can help the teams using Clean. Yeah. So my real passion is systemic modeling, which is where um, we've met and we've done Clean for Teams. And this is the work of Caitlin Walker, who took what David Grove was doing on a one-to-one basis and applied it in Teams. So she started off with um, children who were having troubles at school. And it's basically taking a system, any system, whether it be your own personal system, your family, a team at work, a class at school, any group of individuals that are coming together and allowing the system to work out how they do what they do. So if you think about trust, you're working with a team. The team needs to be able to trust each other. But if you take six individuals and say to them, and for you, trust is like what? You're likely to get six different representations of trust. Indeed. Hmm. But using clean language, we're doing the same again. We're accepting what all of those six people say, and we're extending it. So for you, trust is like that. Oh, and who's got something different? For you, trust is like that. So what needs to happen when over here, trust is like this, and here, trust is like that, and you guys all need to trust each other? And again, just as when you're coaching one-on-one, as the facilitator, you don't help. You don't offer solutions and suggestions, and using the clean language helps you to stay out of it and let the group find their own solutions or their own ways of building trust within their team. Yeah, brilliant. And I had uh, like an amazing experience when when you were actually facilitating within our cohort, right? So um, I probably I I want to say that, guys, if you haven't done that, please join Sarah's class class next um this you know i said next year this is this year right we're in 2022 yeah so thank you sarah thanks for exploring on that as well now another thing i wanted to explore was the feedback you know a lot of kind of leaders they obviously we we all say leaders need to be coaches like like have a coaching mindset so how can they provide the feedback using clean language if there there is some way to provide that yeah so one of the models that we use in systemic modeling is clean feedback and it's um it's quite simple we start with what went well sort of release some of those feel-good uh, hormones oh yeah my system settled things did go well and then we all know what didn't go so well you know stuff happens and then we move on to what we'd like to have different so they're the three basic uh, sections to it. But within that, this is where it gets more complicated and a bit more juicy. We try and separate evidence, inference, impact. So evidence are things that we've actually seen or heard that we could all agree on. So something like um, you're really angry, that's not evidence. That's an inference. So if we think back you know, to... Uh, the trust and and all these other words that we use, angry can mean something very different from one person to another. So when we're looking for evidence, we want to know things like, um, I heard you talking quickly and your voice was quite loud. The impact on me is that, uh, that I inferred that you were irritated and the impact on me is that I felt scared to speak. So in each one, we're separating out what we see or hear, what we make up about it, and the impact. And what we come to realize is 
how quickly we make things up. That's true. Yeah. We've got these beautiful, creative minds um, that, you know, do wonderful, fabulous things and give us these great imaginations. But when we really start looking at stuff, we realize how often we're making things up. And the, for me, the thing with clean language and systemic modeling is it's all okay. There's no judgment. There's no, um, oh, you did that. Um, you're wrong. It's more like, oh, I've done it again. Oh, look at me. And it's it's all right, you know, because we're all human. And getting into drama, getting into conflict, um, feeling angry, feeling nervous, it's all part of being human. But what we do is we sort of bring it into the conscious awareness and make it be okay. So coming back to your thing about feedback, it's, um, well, there's so many elements to it. You, it's great if you can create a culture where you actively ask for feedback rather than being given feedback, you know, maybe at an inappropriate time or the feedback that you don't want. So if you can say, I'm about to do this presentation, I'd really like some feedback on um, my tone or my breathing. It helps the other person to know what kind of things that they need to be looking for. Hmm. But if you can give your feedback from a place of how can we grow? How can we use this? How can we make things better rather than I'm giving you this feedback because I'm the expert and I know better than you. Very true. Yeah. See, I think that this is what this is what my takeaway was as well from the from our class uh, last year. So again, um, I was thinking it could be used anywhere, right? Personal mm. relationships, you know, having at work, having a work personal relationship. It doesn't, it's not confined to some set of environment. It can be used anywhere, isn't it? It can be used anywhere, and I'd probably come up with a little word of warning uh, or two, really. What we tend to say is that unless you've got a contract or an agreement, only ask a couple of questions. So if we go back to our sort of little demonstration at the beginning, I think I maybe asked you three or four questions, and it can take you into quite a deep place. And we were talking about something that you enjoy and you love, Somebody says, um, you know, I'm really frustrated about um, X, Y, or Z. What kind of frustrated? Is there anything else about that? That it, it can take somebody somewhere where they may be, they don't want to go. So there's always the context and the contract. And I know from my own personal experience that particularly one of my children really doesn't like clean language questions. And she'll go, mom, stop with all that stuff. So I love it. I can't help but use it everywhere. And you've got to be a bit mindful um, of, you know, what are you doing it for? Yeah. 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 So I think that reminded me of my own experience as well with my daughter. She's, I was, I started asking her, you know, once I started asking her what kind of, she's dad, don't ask these questions. Don't try act smart because you are learning something. (laughs) You know, yeah, these are tough questions. Don't ask. I mean, you can you can use it in, you know, everyday conversation. Somebody says, uh, do you want, you know, do you want pizza tonight? What kind of pizza? Yeah. Um, do you want to go for a walk? What kind of walk? Is it a fast speed walk or is it a let's go out and enjoy the nature kind of thing? So you, you can sort of pepper your language with these kind of questions, but just do it with awareness. Awareness. Yeah. So thanks, Sarah. Thanks again. Uh, 
Uh, actually, before, I mean, we are nearly end of our conversation today, but I just wanted to ask you the, this question that what changed? Like, obviously, you had a lot of experience now in clean language. Before you learning about clean language and now, what's the one takeaway you can share with the listener saying, okay, this is the one bit you learned and then you go better? Well, um, I think it's just how different we all are. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds just so simple, but it's the thing that I keep coming back to, you know, I'm like, um, and we just all have such different ways of doing things in, in so many, so many different ways. Um, so the clean language just reminds me every now and again, I forget. Hmm. And I think that because I do it, everybody does it like that, but the clean language enables me to get curious. Oh, that's, that's, that's a quite powerful word, curious, isn't it? That's what we say in coaching, you have to be curious and right, it gets you more curious in that because you're asking a lot of like, like you got me into thinking a lot, even with three questions, right? So brilliant. So Well, if you think of Kate, Caitlin Walker's book, which if you want an introduction to all of this stuff, from contempt to curiosity. So that's what it does for me. When I notice a little flickering of contempt in my system, then I can ask the questions that enable me to create space to have a different perspective instead of being sort of blinded by my own stuff. So that book is called Contempt to Curiosity from yeah. Kathleen Walker. Walker. Yeah. Okay, cool. cool. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for your time today. It was wonderful to talk to you regarding clean. And I'm exploring every day since we are our, our class. So do, do you mind sharing with the audience, please, uh, listeners, please, uh, when is your next class this year? Um, I think we've got one coming up in January. So if you go onto the clean learning website, um, there's a couple of different things, actually. We've got a shorter course, uh, drama free, mm-hmm. where we'll look into uh, things that, you know, trigger the victim, persecutor, rescuer, getting moving out of drama, that kind of thing. Um, we've yeah. got the clean for teams where we use how to uh, use clean language within the teams. And we've also got a new course about purpose, which I'm really excited right. about. Um, what's your purpose what happens if you haven't got a purpose where does it come from does it change and uh how to get some more resources to live life more purposefully so they're all starting in january um yeah really excited oh yeah i I can imagine (laughs) that that'd be quite good course to go to right yeah so 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 they can go to audience can listeners can go to clean clean learning, learning website and yeah. then yeah and then they can You'll find all the information uh, on there reserve it there cool yeah thank you thank you sarah thanks for your time and it was wonderful to host you today yeah I've hopefully really enjoyed we'll see it. you soon yeah yeah thank you thanks thank for you. asking me i've really enjoyed it